Welcome, everybody, to Flickr Effects. This is episode 275, and we're recording on Sunday, December 9th, 2018. I'm David Lotz. Joining me this episode is Bobby Jackson. Hey, what's up? Yasha Wilson. Hey, 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 everybody. And Michelle Hillard. Hello, everybody. Hey, the gang's all here. We're all here. Gang, right? (laughs) Wow, it's been a minute. I don't even know. I don't even want to think about how long it's been, but it feels like it's been a while. It does. does. It's it's been it's been varying versions of like three of us. I think is what's Mm -hmm. happened to different degrees. Like, so no, it's funny. It's like I'm like, oh my god, as everybody's saying hi. I was like, oh my gosh, it's the first time it's been the four of us in forever. I got really high pitched. (laughs) Anyways, lots to talk about then. (laughs) So much to talk about. I don't know why that's funny. I don't either. <laughs> well, uh, with that, uh, Bobby, what's to talk about? Oh, my gosh. I mean, where to begin? There's just so much that's happened since the last time we've all talked. I don't even know certain right, things. What? Just start with the big one. I don't mean to cut you in there, but just start with the big one. Yeah, I might as well just well, dive you, deep, right? You You want to go... You want to go with the big one. All right. So I'm assuming by big one, you're talking about the fact that we finally, finally got our Avengers 4 trailer and title, right? Now that's you, that's what you're talking about. Now you say that yeah. like you've been dying to get it, but I get the impression you haven't been dying to get it. No, me, I've been pretty much fine with not having it just because... Once you get it, then the question becomes, well, when's the next one? And then when can we, you know, then you're going to be thinking, well, now I want to see the movie. So for me, it was like them putting it off had no effect on me whatsoever. I was completely fine with it. But there's been a decent amount of people online who have been seriously upset, like to the point of doing stupid things where they would go on Marvel's official YouTube page and downvote videos just because they were waiting for the Avengers trailer and just being belligerent in general. And it's just like, get a life, guys. I mean, there's more things to worry about. Yeah, no, I'm with you, Bobby. Like, I mean, like I'm not going to lie say I wasn't eager or looking forward to seeing the trailer. I was, and I was just kind of ready for it. You know, I'm like, okay, I want to see it. You know, I, you know, we're getting close to it. I know that. So, like, let's get that trailer. But then they started releasing it. Like, this time last year, we had an Avengers 4 poster. And this time last year, we already had the second ter- the second trailer. And I'm like, okay, well, that, that has no merit for the next movie, like, whatsoever. Like, they're doing it at the time frame that they see fit. And I'm sure we'll get one soon. Like, I don't understand with you, um, Bobby. The amount of just belligerent and berating and basically petty little complaining over and over and over again, they did not being able to get this trailer. And it's like, okay, well, it's here. And I love your comment in our thread when we were chatting, Bobby. You're just like, okay, it's here. Go find something else to complain about. Yeah. I mean, and that's just the, just that's just it, right? Because now that we've gotten this... I'm sure attention will start to turn fairly quickly to Star Wars and people will be (laughs) wondering when we're going to get something for that and that will start to heat up. But since we finally did get this Avengers trailer, and I would definitely say, Yasha, since you were, like you mentioned, probably the most eager out of us, I would would assume more so than even David and and Michelle, what do you think? Was it worth the wait? 
you know, I, I enjoyed it. I, I was definitely ready for the trailer and looking forward to it. It was, it gives you everything but nothing at the same time, which just seems very in the same vein of Disney and Marvel. Like, it gives you just a really, it's just a teaser. It's just a very strong teaser that just raises more questions. And it's fun to see what's happened since then. And this, you know, kind of, you know, getting a chance to see where these these characters are, what's going on with them and trying to wonder what's going to happen to these characters. So it's just, you know, it gives you a lot, but then at the same time, it gives you absolutely nothing. And it's just, all you really know is that everybody is just distraught. Everybody is just completely just in pain and struggling and almost trying to figure themselves out before they even can figure out what the next move is. And then there's a little humor. And it's just, it's fantastic. I, I, I was genuinely pleased with it. I just, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more, but at the same time, I don't necessarily have to see more. Uh, I mean, I could probably wait till the movie comes out and be completely fine with it. Like, they barely showed any of Thanos. They didn't even show him his face. They show his hand, but that's it. And it, it's just... It's it's great. Like I mean, the little throwbacks that they did for the, the comic book and everything. I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. That's that's all, and it's gonna be fun. And I think Michelle, I I'm not gonna speak for you, but I would assume out of the four of us, maybe the pendulum swings to the other side, and you were probably not the most excited of all of us. But obviously there's an, a level of excitement there because you've been along for this ride just like the rest of us. But I would assume like we were probably a little bit more on the anticipation side than you. So is that correct? Or were you just as excited as Yasha, Yasha about seeing it? Well, I think for me it's more, I I think I'm kind of in a weird way kind of where you are. Like I've really been looking forward to this trailer I also kind of wish it was held off even just a little bit longer. And I know that I'm in the big minority on that. I know most people have just been clamoring for this, but I'm kind of like, oh, it's just, it's like getting teased just way too far out before the pleasure kicks in. Like, it's just, yeah, it's just too long. <laughs> the <laughs> wait, I mean. And so part of me is kind of like, oh, but I will say like, you know, when we found out like that, that this trailer was going to be dropping, I was like, oh, that's really, really okay. That's cool. <laughs> like it's, and at the same time, it's totally fine. It's like, okay, great. Um, uh, so yeah, no, I, I watched it and I'm, I'm very happy with the trailer. I, I like where they're going with this. I think it feels right about on par with how we all are kind of feeling after we left the last Avengers. And, um, no, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm super, super good with it. I'm very happy. And it's like, we're just saying it's serious with a little bit of comedy and I think it's just the right balance. And I think the trailer gives us all that we really need to know at this point in time, at this point. And the other, and I say that, and honestly, like I could basically not see the trailer between now and the time the movie comes out and I'd be fine. Like I, I don't need to see anything else. Like I'm going to see this film regardless, regardless of what happens. It's just, I almost It'll don't, be I almost interesting don't want to, to see. 
Yeah, that's and I think that's what it will be interesting to see is how many people will watch that second trailer because they're bound to give us way more in the mm-hmm, second trailer. Mm-hmm, so it, mm-hmm. that that temptation will definitely be there to try and watch that second one. So we'll see how many uh, how much longer we have to wait for that and how many people end up watching it. But uh, David, so not only did they give us this teaser. They finally also release the name of the Avengers 4 movie, which is Endgame, which had been speculated. So in terms of the name of the movie and your thoughts on the the trailer, what did you kind of come away with from that? Uh, I guess to answer your first question about the name, I mean, I like it. I mean, it had seemed that name had been going, going around so much just before this finally dropped that it almost seemed like that was the obvious like okay well this seems like it's definitely happening it's gonna be endgame right like just the buzz around that as the title seems so constant um that i wasn't surprised if anything when i because when i watched the trailer sitting in an airport a couple days ago (laughs) um i was like I was scrolling through Twitter I just opened Twitter up and like the first thing I see this image of Tony Stark and I'm like wait is that it I just immediately click on it start watching it I didn't even see if it showed the title in the post so I didn't know the title until right at the end of the teaser when it shows it and part of me was almost like well let's just I hope it's something completely different just because everyone has been speculating Endgame like it'd be cool if it's something no one has thought of you know so but otherwise, I mean, I think it's a good title. It's it's a, a name. It's a word that's been brought up in the franchise already. You know, it, it works for a lot of reasons. Um, so I like the title. It's, been, kind of, it's kind of fitting, you yeah. know, in a sense. This is like coming full circle for what they've been doing for the better part of, what is it, 10 years now? Building for this, this you know, massive story and and getting everybody together. So it, I, I find it fitting, but I, I, I'm with you, David. I, I definitely wouldn't have minded if they were like, you know, Avengers, the final showdown. You're like, wait, what? Where did that come from? Right. You know, it's like, how the did that end? Why would they make that subtitle so long of like, the final showdown with Donald? <laughs> like, huh? This is so bizarre. Um, as a teaser, it, as a fan of these movies and someone who's excited about, <clears throat> excuse me, Avengers four, I mean, I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I think it works and that it's, it feels fitting post what we saw at the end of infinity war, but then it ends with kind of a little bit of, Hey, there's, there's a little bit of hope possibly, you know, right. uh, then from the perspective of as a teaser or trailer in general, do I think it's a particularly good teaser trailer? Actually, not really. No, I don't. Um, but if, if I'm, I don't know, I, I does its job, but is it a well cut teaser? I think it could be better, but I'm also fine with it. I'm not saying that like, Oh, I think it reflects how the movie could possibly be like, not at all. I think the movie's going to be fantastic. If anything, I think I saw a, a tweet, somebody retweeted today where it's like, if, the unfortunate expectation level of this movie is basically this person said is like, if this is not the best movie I've ever seen, I will be disappointed (laughs) because it's, (laughs) you know, that's, that's where we are with this now. It has to, it's, we're all expecting true, just amazingness of the final chapter of this big epic story arc we've been experiencing. But 
do I think it'll be great? I, I do. I, I think it'll be great. But as Big teaser goes, as teasers go, it's it's fine. But it it will be interesting if none of us watch anything else for for Endgame <laughs> well, here on okay. out because. Uh, I guess what the only time I really pulled that whole routine was on what Last Jedi, where mm-hmm. I resisted that mm-hmm. that like full length trailer or mm-hmm. whatever. And I mean, maybe I think with Infinity War, I watched the first, I watched the teaser and I watched the first full length trailer, but I don't think I watched the, like the last full length trailer they put out. I don't think, but really, Last Jedi was the only movie so far I've i've kind of been like no i saw the teaser and that's it i'm not seeing anything else right and now i'm I'm already kind of asking myself like what am i going to do with this movie because i'm kind of thinking i'm not going to watch anything else for for endgame yeah i'm good but i mean i'm not saying i'm at a point where i think are you kind of like i'm kind of where i'm gonna try not to but if it happens it happens i think is where i'm at but i definitely am not seeking it out at this point I mean, to me, it's going to be one or the other. It's like, if I'm going to not seek it out, I'm going to make a point to not watch it. Mm. Like, otherwise, really gonna... otherwise, what's the point? Because I'm going to run into it. There's no way I'm not going to see a movie that it's playing in front of right. at some point. So True. if if in that situation, if I'm not going to be willing to close my eyes and cover my ears or walk out of the movie theater and come back... I might as well go ahead and watch it because <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so I think I am going to try to resist anything else, which will be really tough, especially considering this is such a teaser where it really shows so little. And there's going to be that that there's going to be that pull when when something full link drops and everyone's buzzing about it on Twitter and and Facebook and such. And I'm sitting there going, man, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. It's going to be hard. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, I, I, I can see myself actually just not going out of my way to watch anything. Um, but, I mean, it's going to be hard when you start, you know, getting closer and closer to the date. And especially when you're watching movies in the theater. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm definitely going to do my best to avoid anything further after this one. Just because it did what I needed it to do, which was just kind of give me a taste of what's to come and and like you said david i think i agree with pretty much everything you said about it is it it did its job and i i I don't think i went into it with any expectations of seeing much uh from this next movie i figured they would kind of play their cards close to the vest and they did and so um you know all i needed to see was just enough of scenes of the next movie and 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 that would be well that would have to be enough to satisfy me until the movie comes out because i already knew ahead of time that i wouldn't probably watch anything beyond just the first look that they give us and i think i was listening to a podcast i forget who it was but they mentioned that after seeing this they felt like this could have just been tacked on to the very end of Avengers Infinity War. It could have been like a a prologue, you know, after the credits roll. Because they don't really show you much. And I'm sure most of the stuff that they did show us was probably shot already. So I mean, I guess really... until you I guess until you get to the Ant Man sequence right at the end. Pretty pretty yeah. much, yeah. You basically watch that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean Overall, like you said, I, I felt like it, it definitely did its job. And, and uh, now we are just 
going to have to wait and see until the next time they decide to give us something. And the speculation, I'm sure, will start pretty quickly as to when we'll see the next full-length trailer for it. Because to me, this definitely, even though it was like, I think it was like two minutes or so, it still was sort of a teaser to me, especially after we had already had that big discussion on the show about uh, what constitutes uh, a teaser versus a, the actual trailer and as far as the content is is involved. So, yeah, I feel like I definitely will not be seeking anything else out and avoiding everything. Um, about as far as I'll go with it is reading a description of the trailer. I just probably won't look at it visually. So... Because I will be curious as to see what was shown in it, but hmm. to see it actually in motion, I'll probably probably skip that part. Yeah. Well, it wasn't the only thing that Marvel graced us with this week. Um, obviously, there had been talk that we were getting this Avengers trailer this week and had been pushed and all that, but we had also known that we were going to get this Captain Marvel second trailer that finally dropped. And um, it was interesting that their strategy was to release that. And then they were supposed to release the Avengers trailer on Wednesday. And that just ended up being pushed for the uh, day of mourning for president George Bush. So we got this second trailer and I think um, a lot of people, I was looking online and seeing what a lot of people were saying about it, and I, I found the, the take sort of interesting. But more so than myself, I'm more curious what you guys thought, because it to me, it felt like something that everyone was waiting for, it, but still knowing that Avengers was on the horizon, it was like, okay... We got this. Now let's, let's get the, that Avengers trailer. So uh, just taking it from the trailer itself, Michelle, what did you think of this second trailer for uh, Captain Marvel? Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest. Like, I enjoy it, but I think it's frustrating because I feel like it just gives away way too much of the story. And I feel like I'm just going to be saying this about almost every trailer that comes out now from now until attorney. I guess I've officially hit that age where I'm like, it tells you too many things. Like, that's just my go-to now. But honestly, like, I'm watching, I'm just like, wow, they're really, you're getting a lot of story in this trailer. And it's exciting, and I'm I'm looking forward to this film, but I really wish, there's a part of me I kind of wishes now I hadn't watched it. Like, I'm kind of like, I really just mm. kind of wanted to go and enjoy this movie. Like, I don't want to know. I want to know all the things and like there's a shot a final shot of her and just in her awesome glory like mm. out in space in like I guess what's probably gonna be the end game costume set for her piece for this film and I'm just like I don't want to see that top of the movie like I was just like god damn it like ah uh, it's so I liked what I saw but I'm angry that I saw it like you know like yeah I, I want to just oh I guess I have to stop watching trailers I think unfortunately <laughs> it's come there. to that Michelle I think it's I'm there I'm that. just a horrible I'm just not gonna watch trailers anymore that's it <laughs> or at least not the second trailer I'll watch one trailer then I'm like I'm good I'm out peace good to go mm. maybe that's where I need to be now but so yeah 
I'm that old person now that says that. I'm like, oh, they gave me too much of this story. That's me. <laughs> it's me now. I own it. Were you thinking the same thing, David? No, actually. No. I. Because, uh, I mean, I guess what are you referring to, Michelle? Kind of like how it talks about, like, what race she is and how, like, they turned her into... I mean, they're like, saying that, and it still could go in a million different directions. Things could be lies, things could be truths, and it's not really clear. But I feel like it, it just dove in a little too much, and I feel like I just—I feel like I literally saw too much. I don't know, because usually I feel that way with a trailer when it really goes into what appears to be a lot of detail about the story arc. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like this trailer does that. I mean, it gives some inf- more information about so who is she. Why is she confused about the fact that she had a life on Earth before she is what she is now? And yet, you know, you, you learn a little bit about her her new backstory, if you will. But I, don't, I feel like there's a lot left to be like, so, you know, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot left to learn in terms of what's the real like story art going to be of this movie. And I feel like I don't really know exactly what it is going to be other than you can tell like the main thing is that she's trying to figure out like who she was and it seems to be a key to something you know i don't, I don't know am i making sense <laughs> yeah and 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 i agree it's still kind of up in the air and there's still a lot of room for clarification when we see the film and that's great and all but i will say i feel like visually i even just saw a bunch of stuff and i was just like you know i don't well, and, and, I mean, and I was I'm saying sub- all that and the average film goer the average person is just gonna be like oh cool it's awesome but even it a slight knowledge of the history is kind of like, oh, I'm seeing things that are kind of down the road, basically. Yeah, I guess I just didn't feel that way. Like, I, if anything, in the teaser that dropped, I was surprised to see the shot of her with, like, the helmet. I I was expecting that to be kind of held off, maybe for this trailer. But we had already even seen that. Like, so mm-hmm. seeing it again, if not a little more footage of it in this trailer, was like, okay, well, here it is. We've already seen it. It's cats out of the bag. Like, they're they're doing it, which is cool. It looks great. Right. Like, um, I mean, in general, I walked away from the trailer going, I mean, it, it looks good. I wasn't, like, blown away by it, but I'm excited about it anyway, <laughs> you know. If anything, I'm going to say something that I don't know is maybe I'll be curious to hear if you guys think I'm crazy or not. But I feel like I like Brie Larson a lot and I think she's going to be great in this role. But I want I'm going to be honest. In the two trailers I've seen, I will admit her her line delivery. Part of me is is kind of I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) Like, like I really hope she's much better in this film than she sounds in the trailer. Cause I will say the lines I hear coming out of her in the trailer, I'm kind of like, it doesn't less sound, impressive. I, it is. <laughs> and it sounds, it doesn't sound natural or I don't know if that's, I don't know. I don't know if that's a way to criticize it, but something sounds off. Yeah, I'd agree. Okay. Um, you know, my impressions of the, the trailer were, it's harder for me just because I know so much about the character and, and what I'm expecting in, in in a visual sense of what I'm going to look at. And the trailer, I think, serves a purpose for people who aren't as familiar with her and giving some of that sort of backstory of who 
the scroll are and, and, and the Cree and just kind of giving a little bit of information as, as well as being able to um, really kind of show some visual aspects to the character. And, and I think that was needed. I, I know for Michelle, it seems like it was a little too much, but I think for the average Joe who just sees that it's another Marvel movie, they may have needed some of that to just kind of convince them to uh, come around. But from from my standpoint, it was like it was fine and it, it was good, but it didn't make me any more excited to see it. I'm right. I'm still anxious to see it and I still think it's going to be good, but it didn't move the needle a lot for me in terms of my excitement level. Other than that last part when she's in space and she's full on doing her Captain Marvel thing. And, and that part was like, OK, that's what I want to see more of. And I have the suspicion that because they haven't given us too much of story and, and because of the nature of uh, the enemy we're dealing with, there's there's a lot more to see in the movie. And once we actually sit down and watch it, so they can't do too much in these trailers right now. So that's sort of at least my perspective I'm going with. But yeah, I definitely, that was my biggest takeaway, honestly, was that with Brie Larson, it was just like hearing her her talk, and it just sounds a little flat, and and there's no, it doesn't sound dynamic at all. It just kind of sounds like a, a a line read, and and it it didn't seem to evoke any punch to it. And so yeah, I'm, I am just hoping that's kind of just within the context of the trailer. And once I sit down and watch it and really get into it, it it, it feels a little bit different, but. Um, Yasha, did you have specific thoughts on what you what you were thinking when you saw this trailer? You know, I liked the first trailer more than I liked the second trailer. I, I thought that it just gave it, I don't want to say too much, uh, because I, I, I understand where Michelle's coming from, but I, I think, Bobby, you hit it on the nail on the head there when it's just like this is an explanation a little bit more as to, like, who this character is. Because I've had people ask me, like, who is she and why, why should I care? And it's just like, okay, well, she's a total badass. And, you know, like, get ready because she should be, like, the turning point when it comes to a lot of the stories that we're going to see in the upcoming, you know, year or the upcoming years, you know, when it comes to her character. I, I didn't get anything more from the character or this trailer, I should say, aside from, like, seeing her in a finished product and, you know, doing her thing. It's like, oh, okay, cool. I can't wait to see more of that. But aside from that, I was just kind of like, like you, David, like, I mean, I think Brie Larson is a fantastic art, actor, uh, actress and um, she has an amazing talent and she did sound very lackluster and kind of monotone every single time that she spoke. And I'm just like, we're going to get more, right? Like, please don't tell me it just sounds like you're going to be reciting things when you go in there and, you know, and, and do this role because... As, as a character, as, as a person, you know, they've been going after top-level talent for these roles so that they can be more than just somebody up there reciting, in my opinion. Right. So I'm, I'm definitely interested, and it hasn't changed my, you know, desire to see the movie anymore. It hasn't necessarily increased it at all. I, I'm, you know, like I said, I liked the first trailer more. I found the second trailer was... It was okay. I felt that it was a little predictable, especially with the dialogue towards the end, but it was it was what it was. And it's like, I'm looking forward to just seeing the movie at this point. I don't need to see anything else, and I probably won't actively seek out to see anything else. 
Yeah, and I think that's. Uh, I, I would say for sure. I think after this one, I'd, as much as I would like to see a little bit more now, knowing that there will probably be at least one more trailer, I don't think I'll probably end up watching that one. I think I'll just go in knowing what I know right now, and then just experiencing the rest once I'm there. Like sort of like Michelle in the sense that. And she's not watching more because, you know, she feels like this is already showing too much. But I feel like I'm right at the level where I've seen just enough and, and anything more would probably be too much for me. So I'm capping it right now and, and we'll just end up watching the rest in the theater. So I think um, Marvel had one more movie that they were planning to show some previews for, and I should say it's specifically Marvel, but Sony and Marvel, and that was um, Spider-Man Far From Home. They had planned to show the trailer on Saturday because there's a Brazil Brazilian uh, Expo Comic-Con that they have there uh, that's been going on this week. And Spider-Man was supposed to be shown after they show after it was shown there, and we didn't get it. And apparently, it's been delayed. And the rumors I heard was that it's delayed until the 18th. So we still have to wait a little bit longer, but not too much longer. And uh, for anyone that wants to know, there is a. Uh, description of what was shown that's out there online. I won't uh, ruin it just for anyone who doesn't want to know or wants to wait until they actually see the trailer. So right. it is out there for anyone that's that's interested. So moving from the trailer stuff, let's actually get into some stuff we've actually watched full length <laughs> picture movie wise. Actual movies? Actual movies I've or watched things this shows. Week. I've watched Michelle, things. Michelle, you have? I have. I've watched you things. Tell. It's been amazing. Well, I, I'd like to hear these things. I'll say so. The, so I've seen a movie, which is <laughs> oh. impressive. I know. I know, right? <laughs> and I've also watched half of a full season of a show. So that's pretty good. Get out. I know, right? Oh, it's exciting. Um, and I almost feel like I can't really talk about the show without talking about Golden Globe nominations. Okay. I mean... Go ahead. <laughs> we can talk about what else. I won't stop you. Talk, but, I won't stop you. Go ahead. So, You're our, our awards uh, guru. Talk about oh, the Golden Globe. You are. Oh. Okay. You're the awards correspondent. It is true, Michelle. You used to talk so much about how you'd have like the sheets ready and you'd I have do, your, your parties and stuff. So, I you do. know, you are the go-to. I will say, though, when it comes to Golden Globes, I take it with a grain of salt, the Golden Globes. Like, I think the Golden Globes are a lot of fun, and a lot of people can say they're a prelude to what's going to happen with the Oscars, but eh, I think the Golden Globes are a ton of fun. And real quick, I'll get out of the way of this whole like Kevin Hart thing real fast. So let's just jump into that and get back out of it. And you want to get into it. Well, I mean, we're going to talk about it. Might as well talk about yeah, it. Yeah, it's not that much to talk about. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, the noms were supposed to come out on Monday, but because of the Bush funeral and respects, they got pushed back to Wednesday, Thursday. Now I can't remember, but they got pushed back. Um, and so then they did them. But at some point along the line, it was announced that Kevin Hart was going to be the host for the Golden Globes. And everybody was like, oh my God, uh, this is going to be... Or, 
Yeah, the Oscars. Oh, so for the Oscars. Well, okay, so I'm jumping ship here. Yeah, you're jumping ship. We're going to go back to the Oscars. So, Oscars. So, it came out that he was going to be doing uh, host for the Oscars. And I felt like most people were kind of like, oh, this could be kind of fun. Well, apparently there's a large group of people that did not think this was going to be so much fun. Gave him a bunch of crap, and now he stepped down. Yeah, but you should say why they gave him crap. I mean, not just they didn't just give him crap because they didn't like him. (laughs) (laughs) Just gloss right over there. Explain it then. I mean, I don't know details, but what I guess he it it was brought up. He had some tweets and what some stand up routines that seemed uh, somewhat homophobic. Is that right? Am I getting that right? From eight years ago, he had in his stand up act uh, uh, something in terms of. Him having this uh, sort of um, revelation that his son, if his son was gay, and how he would feel about that as right. a man. Right. And, um, you know, this was during his stand-up about eight years ago. And that someone, some someone somehow had retrieved some of that material once he was announced as to be the host of the Oscars. And so it all sort of bubbled back up to the surface and Kevin Hart put out a couple, I think, of Instagram videos where he spoke about it and talked about how at the time he had kind of addressed it. And then uh, he had he has changed since then. And um, I think there was pressure from the Academy for him to officially apologize. And he felt like he had already done that at one point in time. And he didn't see the need to go down that road again. And so he essentially he stepped down. Right. So, yeah. So now, right now, Oscars, no host is happening at this point. No, I, I kind of like the, I don't know, at least on, oh, t- on Twitter. I know what you're going to say. The constant, like everyone now giving their two cents on like who should host the Oscars now. Right. And of course, everyone's <laughs> giving up with just crazy stuff like Ron Burgundy and, right. you know, crap yeah. like that. But it's kind of interesting to read. I know what your favorite one is. I liked the the Blake Lively one. Yep. <laughs> that was a good one. Blake Lively as her character from A Simple Favor. Was that the movie, yep. right? Like, complete with costume changes. That complete was Complete nice. with costume changes. Literally is the quote, complete yes. with costume changes. And I will have to say, this doesn't have to be in character, but if it's Blake Lively in those costumes, I think everybody's Perfect. down with that. Especially <laughs> that, the the, uh, the cemetery suit. Yeah. Yeah. The cemetery <laughs> your smile. suit. Look at your uh. little, your smile. It's funny. Anyways. Is that the one with the split down the middle? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um. <laughs> so, so that's the update on the Oscars. We're going to keep going to Golden Globes. We'll be here all day, kids. Golden Globes. So uh, Golden Globes airs January 6th, 8 o'clock NBC. Uh, yeah, 8 o'clock. Okay. Um, there's a lot. It's interesting. And that's the best word I can put out for that. Uh, I will say real quick. A Star is Born, uh, Vice, and The Favorite are probably like the leads as far as like film nominations go. And which is interesting because all three of those films are so amazingly different from the other. So I have no idea how this is going to go. Um, uh, blockbuster movies got some love. Uh, Black Panther and Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, got some good uh, nominations. And then in TV, it was Killing Eve, Barry, and The Marvelous Miss Maisel. 
and there's a lot. I wish I could go through all of this, and I definitely can't go through all of this. Um, I will say some of the things that I'm excited to see is how many nominations Black Klansman got. It's up there. I'm pretty excited for that, like Best Director and Best uh, Lead Actor, and then Best Supporting Actor. And I'm, I'm down for all of those. Um, the favorite, and I can't go too much into the favorite because that's actually the film I saw this week. No applause. Okay. Anyways, so. Well, no, I'm, I, I thought maybe you'd take that opportunity to talk about the favorite. You uh, said you can't go into it. That's so what I'm like, saying. Wait, what? I mean, the TV show and the movie that I saw, everything I've seen this week actually all ties into this. This is really good to kind of lead into what I've, I've seen. Um, I will say, thus far, the things that the favorites are nominated for, as far as lead actress, supporting actress, best picture, um, I'm I'm in full agreement for. It'll be interesting to see once other films that are nominated actually come out and we can actually see them. Like uh, the film If Beale Street Could Talk, Mary Poppins, Vice. I'm very excited to see the film Vice. That's top of my list for yeah. the, the end of this year. Let me tell you, that one's up there. And if I'm it's right not with- right, if it's not on your list, I mean, what, you are, still we, what are we doing here? You never saw The Big Short, did you? Man, yep, that's a look. That's a look. It's like I could hear the horn from the bus coming up from behind me. Oh, <laughs> it roll me over. over. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't judging. Right. I just asked. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I just asked. We're talking about uh, a certain director. I Adam, was like, "Hey, yeah, like you got to see a big, the Big Short is fantastic." Anyway, it's, it's so not good. for not wanting to see I'm that not, film. I'm not judging. I'm just side note. Hey, got to got to see that movie. The horn from that bus was loud and long. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, anyways, Bohemian Rhapsody got some good noms. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen, but we'll see what happens because I will say it's the Golden Globes and I feel like it's a big crapshoot most of the time. Uh, let me jump down to TV a little bit here. Oh, you know, actually, real quick. So, uh, Best Motion Picture Animated, uh, Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mirai, which I don't know what that is, uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. One, I'm excited to see Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse. It's uh, one that's coming in next week. When are we seeing that? Next week? Week after? I forget. Anyways. Oh, some people have seen it already. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that. See, this is oh, what I'm wow. saying. Golden Globes really feeds into everything we're going to talk about here. I-, I will say, I feel like this category is going to come down to two films. It's going to come down to Spider-Man and Incredibles 2. That's my guess. I think it's a little bit of a coin toss at this point. No, no takers on well, that one. No, okay. I, no. I, I mean, it, there's definitely some stuff to talk about with that, but I'm still waiting for you to talk about the favorite and the show that you actually watch. <laughs> We're getting there, Bobby. We're getting okay, there. Okay, just I'm doing sure. a quick Golden Globes cap here. You guys can jump in at gotcha. any times with thoughts. I'm just, I'm just, I'm okay. moving through it because it's a big long okay. list because you got TV oh. and movies. So there's a lot of things happening. I mean, yeah, here. we can't talk about all the nominations. Obviously, but, yeah. I'm moving through this here. Okay, so uh, best TV series drama. Americans, Bodyguard, Homecoming, Killing Eve, and Pose. I've watched none of these. Thoughts? Opinions? No? Um, 
I started watching The Bodyguard, and I've I, on episode two, so I'm not that far enough into it to say one way or the other, other than I am enjoying it. And I wish I had watched The Americans, one of those shows I've always heard good things about, yeah. and it's on my list, but I just don't know when I'll actually get to it. No, I but, agree. I've well. always heard good things about The Americans, and I'm hearing good things out of Bodyguard, And but Killing Eve apparently has the best chatter out there for sure. And I've seen that one, and it is good. But yeah. I am curious if they will give it to the Americans because this was this final season, so it may be sort of mm. a, you know, legacy kind of give me award. Right. But I don't know. Yeah. I, I, that's the way I'm leaning, though. I've it, seen none of these other than I saw like most of the first season of the Americans, which it was excellent. Right. But, mm. Uh, best TV series, musical or comedy? We've got Barry, The Good Place, Kidding. The Kaminsky Method and Marvelous Miss Maisel. I will say I've seen it's, what I've seen of Barry. I liked The Good Place. I I apparently am just not the person for The Good Place. I've watched enough of The Good Place to have a, a decision on it. And honestly, like I'm not. It doesn't do anything for me. I don't hate it. It's just not a show I ever got into. If it was me, I would go all the way for The Good Place. I absolutely love that show. It's yeah. one of my favorite comedies in the last few years. And I think, though, it will get... I'm I'm watching Marvelous Mrs. Maisel right now, and I'm kind of going up and down on how much I'm enjoying it. It's certainly... There's aspects of it that... Uh, I don't know that I, I care for. It's a very... I guess the best way to describe it is people who enjoyed the Gilmore Girls is from the same people. Um, and there's a certain sort of cadence in which they talk. Mm -hmm. And it's like, really, does everyone on the street could be that that quick with their wit and, and that smart to come back so quickly? With, I don't know. It gets kind of annoying that everyone can seem to talk that way and sometimes. But then other times it's just really well done and and then it it, it sort of shines so i'm kind of having a, a love hate thing with it right now but we'll see how it goes that. once i finish the whole season um it's kind of like in a way i guess hmm you know david you love aaron sorkin for the west wing and he has a lot of that when he writes mm -hmm. dialogue yeah he and writes i think it's one of those things where talk yeah, he writes a he writes at yeah. a cadence. He writes like right. it's a piece of music. Mm -hmm. He and you either have to be on board with that or not. But because and the not funny thing every, is, is you saying that about Gilmore Girls, and I have not watched Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, but and I have seen bits and pieces of Gilmore Girls, and that's been the one thing that always drives me nuts about it. When I've watched clips, when I sit there and I walk in and I watch the clips, I, I've all my takeaway has always been, "God damn, this is so unrealistic!" Like the way these people people don't talk like that. Yeah. Like, and I say that, and I was just thinking it as you said that, and I was thinking, but I'm also a West Wing fan. I'm also an Aaron Sorkin <laughs> fan, but I feel like it's different. Like it is. to me, because Aaron, like Aaron Sorkin, like I'm saying, it's a certain type of cadence that, yes, is it unrealistic? Mm -hmm. Most likely, yes. <laughs> but it's done in a way that works for me for some reason compared to the writing I would always see in Gilmore Girls, or at least the delivery in Gilmore Girls, which was just like, not, no one no one speaks like this. I, I couldn't I couldn't deal with it. 
I'm super coming yeah. back to this conversation topic. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with David, too. So, But like I said, there's times when it's done well uh, on the show that I'm you know, for Mrs. Maisel. And then other times where I'm just like, this is just not who does who talks this fast in this way in this back and forth. But, uh, you know, I. Uh, overall, I'm still enjoying it. it, it there's a lot right. I like about it, so I'm I'm continuing on with it. But um, I sidetracked you, Michelle. It's uh, okay. No, I was gonna say I know that Yash is a fan of the Good Place. Right, I am. I'm a huge fan. Just like um, just like Bobby said, it's like I mean, it's become one of my favorite comedies as a, as as we move forward. I I am so interested and invested to see what happens next because it's so <laughs> silly but so much fun. And I, I'm just all in. Like, I really dig it. Like, I think it's very well written. I think it's very fun. I think the psychological or the moral um, aspects that they address throughout the entire show is really nice and it's engaging with the audience. Um, so I'm, I definitely find it as one of my favorite shows um, uh, moving forward, just like Bobby said. So I'm right there with Bobby. Has anybody watched Michelle. The Kaminsky Method from Netflix no. or Kidding from Showtime? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I will say, kidding has me intrigued with Jim Carrey. I don't, I don't know. It's interesting, and I will say, I've been wanting to watch the Kaminsky Method on Netflix, and I just haven't had the chance yet. But that is actually probably next on my list for things to get going. I'm gonna keep moving on because we're we're loading a lot of time here. Um, the other thing I want to bring up was Assassination of Johnny Versace from FX. That's got some good noms to it, and from what I hear, it is quite spectacular. Of course, shop, Sharp Objects from HBO is thrown in a few times. Uh, Escape from Danamora from Showtime gets thrown in. And then, what was the other one I was going to bring up? It's got some nominations. No, computer, why would you do this right now? <laughs> um, yeah, Sharp Objects is thrown in a few times. And uh, Alison Brie for Glow for Best Performance by an Actress. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like Glow's got a lot more nominations, but everybody loves her in that. And I actually like Alison Brie a lot from her days back in uh, Community. Community, thank you. And so I'd be curious to see that. Westworld is slacking on their nominations this season. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, Westworld. Whew, they're down in the, the tubes for Westworld. It's sad. It's funny but, to see where Westworld was last year. Now it's like, meow. So one thing about that real quick, and and I don't know how you guys will answer this or even if it bothers or needs an answer, but if everyone sort of all, everyone who pays attention to this stuff is all in on the joke that the Golden Globes are kind of like, it's a party and who cares, blah, blah, blah. blah. Right. Why do we even care if they didn't nominate a show or if they did or like if we all know that it's kind of a joke anyway. So why does, why does it even matter really if they left something off or if they put something in a category that shouldn't be there? Should we even bother getting upset one way or the other about it? Well, I think for me, it kind of helps me keep tabs on what Hollywood, quote unquote, thinks is hot or not. And it's interesting to see how quickly things come in, how quickly things die, and how quickly some things that I go, wait, that doesn't seem quite on par, but really? Okay, I guess there's something I'm not seeing in that. So I don't know. For me, it's more of a tabs thing, I guess. I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you in terms of... I mean, yeah, I, for instance, you just said the thing about Westworld. I was like, oh, wait, I didn't realize. Yeah, where's Westworld? But Tandy Newton has a nom. But, I mean, the Golden Globes, 
Right. I mean, and here's the thing is I will say season two of Handmaid's Tale, was it as good as the first? No, but was it still a baller season? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And it's got like two nominations. That's it. And Mm. it was nominated in almost every effing category last season. Right. So, yeah, I got to take this with a grain of salt. And even Atlanta. Atlanta has one nomination. One. One. For its last season. That's all I'll say is so, it's the Golden Globes. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's the Golden so Globes. The way I, I look at it is that from the way it's been explained to me and the way I understand it is the people who nominate the for the Golden Globes is the Hollywood Foreign Press. And that's made up of about 70 to 90 journalists that live in America but write for foreign publications. And their thing is they've always been uh, enamored with Hollywood and its stars. So from what I understand, they tend to nominate new things, new shinies, because, well, last year I already met Donald Glover, so I want to meet such and such this year. So why don't we give the nominations to this one so we can see and meet and schmooze with these people? So to me, it, it makes sense if it if that's legitimately how it is, it makes sense why you don't see certain things one year and then you see them the next year and, and it just on to the next kind of thing because they if they're really like that, then I can see why they would continuously try and meet new people if they can nominate them for these categories. Right. Yeah. Well, that's all I'm going to go with Golden Globes. There's a lot more in there. People can look at the list. January 6th, NBC, 8 o'clock. Check it out. All right. Now in 10 minutes, knock out everything we've watched. Oh, my gosh. Okay. (laughs) So... And here's where we bring back the whole, like, how can you talk that fast with Miss Maisel? Ready? Here goes. <laughs> Marvelous Miss Maisel. Um, it gets really stereotypical, and I will say that, yes, the writing in Gilmore Girls is completely unrealistic, but when you listen to it in the context of Miss Maisel, and it's based in New York City, so you've got real New Yorkers, you've got people of a certain kind of way about them, it all kind of makes sense for this show. Everything fits well. And not the entire thing is fast-paced at a rate that you can't really understand what's happening, but I feel like when you're with certain people during certain contexts in the situation, it does get very quick and very rapid and you have to really be on your toes. Overall, though, I think that writing in that show is spectacular. The comedy is on point. And you do have to put yourself kind of in the mindset sometimes of the time period it's focused in. But otherwise, it just it works. It works for everybody. And if I don't know. I thought the season one was great. I'm about halfway through season two right now, and I'm loving it. This show makes me, and season one did this too, but honestly, like, this show makes me laugh so hard. I've literally had tears in my eyes. I've been laughing so hard, especially this first season episode for season two, the first episode for season two. Hilarious. I I was laughing so freaking hard that night. It was... It's just so good. I think the writing is really smart. It's really intelligent. It's really on point. I think it really puts you in a perspective of a woman who's going through the situation she's in. And I think it it humanizes a lot of that situation in a way that most people try to distance themselves from. And she keeps her head up and her tits up. And that's all that really matters about that show. Hmm. All right. <laughs> it's a catchphrase in this show. Tits up. Come mm-hmm. on. Get with it. David's looking at me like, wait, did she just say that? I just said, all right. (laughs) Um, So, no, I love Marvelous Miss Maisel, and I think people should get on board. It's 
It is really, really excellent writing. Plus, in season two. Plus, season two has my boyfriend in it, so I'm super down with that. Zachary Levi. Mm. <laughs> Wait, before you get lost into thought, tell us about your movie that he, you watch. He really wants to hear about the movie. <laughs> I do. Well, here's the thing about know- the movie. I can't give away too much because David and I did a spoiler effect last night on The Favorite. No, no, we still talk about the movie. We're just not talking about spoilers here. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm going to give my general idea on okay. it. But, I mean, I'm not... I, yeah, anyways... So the favorite, uh, it is a film done by what's his name, the director? <laughs> now I don't have it in front of me. I feel like I gotta look at his name. David uh, says it so well. He pronounces he pronounces it super spectacularly. Like I could not, I cannot, I couldn't do it. But he's really you good at it. I, you couldn't do it. Oh wait, I brought up the wrong the favorite. <laughs> Hold on. I I have to see his. His name to be able to say this now because it's well, uh, real quick. Y- y- Yorgos Lantimos. Yorgos, y- Yorgos Lantimos. <laughs> you go, boy. You 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 speak that. Greek who speak. who previously directed the Lobster? I was just about to say who who directed the Lobster that you hated <laughs> that I did not like at all. I watched this film and I will say it is definitely one of my favorites of the year. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I thought it was ridiculously smart and funny, and it was dark in certain aspects just in the right way just enough and i don't know i just i felt like this movie i don't know it 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 captures kind of a moment in time and a certain feeling amongst women and power and struggles and life and it was really good i recommend it and i saw it as well and i i couldn't agree more I don't know. I have nothing different to say about the favorite. I thought it was great. I thought all the acting in it was great. Oh, I thought Nicholas performance Nic- is really good. Nicholas Holt's character, oh, Nicholas Holt so in this movie, is, just Holt is so home. much fun to watch. Like, I think that's my biggest takeaway from the movie. Actually, but I liked everybody's <laughs> like, performance. Everybody is Rachel great Weiss, in it. Like, Emma Stone. Be, I want to be clear. I loved everyone, and it is interesting. We talked about this on Spoiler Effect to the the nominations for the Golden Globes and how uh, the Queen, uh, played by Olivia Coleman, is nominated as lead actress, but Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz being nominated as supporting actresses is an interesting move. I get that, I guess, studios, you know, they they submit uh, for nominations based on what they think should get nominated, but to me, those two sub, quote-unquote supporting actresses are the leads of the movie. The Queen is not. Um even though she is obviously a huge character in this film, but, um, and they're all, all three of them are fantastic and all three of them deserve their nominations, but it's interesting that those two were supporters and she's a lead. I don't know. It's a weird. It, it is weird. And I thought that kind of going into this film, but I will say after watching the film, I, I get it. And I'm not saying that I get Emma Stone and Rachel Vice not being leads, but I definitely get... Uh, you could say that all three could be leads, really. All three could be leads. Yeah. And I feel like now I understand why Miss Coleman was nominated for a lead. Like, it it makes sense to me after seeing the film. Like, watching it, I was like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, I get that now. Like, it was like a huge, like, epiphany. It was like, oh, well, that totally makes sense. But yeah, I don't know. There was as great as everyone was. <laughs> Nicholas Holt's character, him in that oh movie, was just so much fun to watch. I could totally watch a side spin-off film of just this character all day long. 
He was. He oh was my great. god! It's like the Netflix skit from SNL. It is, which was oh fantastic. My god. Seriously, like if you, we should walk into Netflix and say, "Look, we want to do a show, eight episodes." Nicholas Holt's character from The Favorite. They'd be like, "Take our money and shut up and go film it." And I'd be like, "Great, let's go do this. It's greenlit." Like seriously, Netflix could do an eight-episode show of Nicholas Holt in that character, and it would be stupid popular, crazy popular. So yeah, I I, I oh. thought the movie was great. That's my that's my two cents. Yeah. Okay. Hey, we're all so, caught up now, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess. Did David? Did you watch anything else? No, I did. I did not. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, n- nothing that's not uh, like recent anyway. I'm catching up right now on The Crown because I, I okay. got backtracked right. on that and I still have Daredevil to catch up on. Yeah, and, I'm backlogged on Daredevil. And I will say, man, and I'm bummed I'm not able to talk about this because I didn't finish it. On my on my flight, I watched half of, was it Buster Scruggs? Oh, I want to watch that. Okay. I, I have not finished it yet. I've, oh, it I've so very much enjoyed what I've seen so far, but... Uh, I can't really talk about the movie yet because I haven't finished it. God bless the Coen brothers. What? Okay, so here's the thing. I think I know what Bobby has seen. And honestly, I'm really jealous. And I don't know if I want to hear it, but I think he should talk about it. But what has Yasha seen? Mm. Um, <clears throat> I have started nothing in the theater, but I have started Jack Ryan on Amazon. Did and you? And was cracked out on it the past two days. Like <laughs> I, I knew it was going to be good, and I was just genuinely interested, and I had some time yesterday, and I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to start Jack Ryan, and I watched the first episode. I was like, oh, that was really good. I think I'm going to do the next one right now, and then I watched the second episode. And I was like, oh, God damn it. That was even better. Okay. Like, I'm going to watch the next one, because it, the way that it's drawn out and it's written, and, probably, and I didn't expect, I don't know what I expected, but I didn't, guess I didn't expect it to be quite as fluid, is it's really just like watching one gigantic long story. Like, it's not like watching episode where it's like there might be a little bit of a break and you just kind of put the pieces together as where they pick up. Like, it, part of me is legitimately like it goes right from one episode to the next and you don't miss a beat. Like, it's the acting is fantastic. The writing is very interesting. I, I'm just all in. Like, I can't wait to like keep going with the show. So, that's really the big takeaway that I have or the big one that I've been watching the past couple of days. And, and that's what, a, what it is. I'm just all in on that. That's that's how I feel about Marvelous Miss Maisel. Like I'm I'm halfway and I'm I'm clawing to watch the second half of this se- second season. Like it's just so good. I'm super addicted. It's bad. I want it. Tap tap me in. <laughs> oh, you know what I did see? I'm sorry. I guess I didn't mention it because I it was so lackluster and I was completely disappointed in it. I saw Robin Hood. <laughs> there's, a good, there's a good line. You saw what? <laughs> I saw Robin, Robin Hood. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, Robin um, Hood. It was incredibly disappointing. Uh, to the point where within five minutes, I probably I wanted to walk out within the first five to ten minutes of the movie. Like, legitimately, I was like, this is going to be really bad. This is going to oh, be really, bad. really bad. And sure enough, it did not disappoint. It was pretty... Pretty, on a, um, it was a big slap in the face to the traditional story that we've all known and loved, or at least I've known and loved, uh, which is a shame because I like Karen Egerton. Uh, I like Jamie Foxx. Um, these are all fantastic actors, um, and their talent, you know, is is shown in the movie. Like they're they they can act. The story was absolutely horrible. Like it was just 
absolutely terrible. I just could not um, not refer to this movie enough. Like, I, even if it's on <laughs> HBO or USA, and you're like, "What should I watch for background noise while I clean my house?" I probably <laughs> say put on something else. Like, that's how much I did not enjoy this movie. I was just like, "This is." I was so disappointed. Like, and I felt bad because. When I was walking out, like the manager asked me, like, "Oh, hey, what did you see? And did you like the movie?" And I was like, "No." And I just kind of stood there, and she was like, "Oh." <laughs> she was like, "Really?" And I'm like, "It was not good." And I, and I just kind of like was trying to be gentle, but it's like she caught me at the worst possible moment. I was just like, and "She's like, oh." Yeah, you know what? I've actually kind of heard that from other people too. And I'm like, yeah, it was not great, like at all. And she was just like, yeah, I'm really sorry. I was like, no, it's not your fault. I mean, I'll be back to see other movies, but it's just like, I just, and it wasn't the theater. I just did not enjoy this movie. I'm kind of a purist when it comes to this storyline. And I just, I know what I was expecting. And I didn't get any of what I was expecting. And I was kind of really disappointed. It, imagine taking Robin Hood and what's that movie that uh Heath Ledger did years ago the first the night or whatever and stuff like that Night's Tale Night's Tale you know how they kind of fancied that up with everybody being in different costumes and very colorful pop music and yeah pop music and all that stuff yeah now incorporate that into Robin Hood Mm. I can hear you groaning like you're trying to like well, it's, it's too bad because, like, watching the trailer for Robin Hood, I don't know about you, and I, I want to say you agreed with me on this, that uh, the recent uh, take on King Arthur, which I actually enjoyed. Um, no, I, I'm right there with you. And like, yes, watching you watching the trailer to Robin Hood, it had that feel about it to me. I was like, I could dig this. I mean, it's definitely not conventional for Robin Hood, but this could be interesting. So I was kind of maybe hoping it would be something like that. I'm saying this. I haven't seen Robin Hood. But, yeah. you know, I've, I've everything I've heard is exactly what you're saying. It's not good. So I I will not be seeing it in a theater. <laughs> I have other priorities. No, I, but Yeah, I went, like, I think it was on a matinee, so it was, like, only six bucks for me. And I still wanted to ask for my money back. Like, I was so disappointed in how the book was. <laughs> um, but it's like, it, this was that. And you're, you're right. The, the King Arthur one that they did a couple of months ago, or maybe it was a year ago now. Oh, yeah, yeah it's it, been a little bit. Okay, so it's been a year. Um, I genuinely thoroughly enjoyed that movie. I was like, that was an excellent, you know, reimagining of the story. And I can, I, I was totally in. Like, I, I mean, it's a shame because I know they're not going to do a sequel because it's doing so poorly. But I definitely, I'm with you, David. It was like, you know, we both really liked it. Seeing this movie, I could not wait to get out of the theater because I was like, this is so over the top, just not great, not good. I couldn't get it. Like, I mean, for an example, like the first time that Robin, our hero, meets Maid Marian, she has this low cut top on that just showcases her her assets for, for it's just like this better not be Marion. And it's like it shows and I'm just like, you gotta be shitting me, man. Like I was so pissed off. I was like, this is not even like I don't wanna see it. I don't wanna see it. And I was like, I'm and I'm not against it if it's calls for the type of role that you know when it comes to these some of these characters but like the very first image that we have of her is you don't even see her face you see her cleavage and i'm just like okay um well let's be fair about 
stereotypical things. And? I'm just saying, when most gentlemen who are intrigued by the opposite sex, what's one of the first things that they do notice in her? Oh, okay, look, I'm not against it. I'm saying, but I'm not saying... <laughs> Like, no, but I, I, I get what you're saying. It's you just don't like, look I, at me marrying in that way. No, it's not even that. It was just like. It's just gratuitous. Okay. It was the very first thing that you see. Like, it was oh, like. okay. She had her face covered, and you didn't even see her face. You saw her eyes and her cleavage. Like, that's it. Like, and she was a thief. Like, what in the holy fuck? Like, it's so far <laughs> from the story it's supposed to be. Like, I was just like, no. I almost got up and was like, yo, I need my money back. I have an emergency or something like that. I got to go. But I was like, you know what? I'm here. I'm going to give it a shot. Maybe the action or the fight scenes will be cool and stuff like that. I, I, I'm, I'm, but I was done. I was just like, I, this is, this is stupid. It was, it was mm. really stupid. Like it was just depressingly bad. Like imagine, like I said, imagine that movie with Heath Ledger. I can't, for whatever reason, can't keep remembering it. Um, Mix that with the Robin Hood that Kevin Costner did, and then maybe and change it completely, and maybe you'll get it. Like that's how far off it was. And it's like they set it up for a huge sequel, and you just know that it's not going to get it. And I'm so glad that it's not. Gotcha. Hmm. Yeah, I was going to see it, but I just kept seeing so much bad stuff about it. I was just like, well, I think I'll skip, skip this that. one and maybe catch it later. Maybe. Yeah. My my oh, three it's... hours of life are precious nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was. It's and it's like I mean, it's failed on a on a epic scale. Like Aww. I mean, yeah. with a production budget for a hundred million dollars, it's only made domestically twenty seven. Like it is beyond a mistake like it's just like shit that didn't work at all and hmm. just like it's just, it, I, i'm just it was bad it was really it was not great not right. good and maybe i'm talking it up a little bit too much now but it's like at the same time it's like no i just don't bother well i i, I guess that's all we got for today right that's the end of the show. Whoa, That's it. Whoa, whoa, what? whoa, 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 whoa. Slow your roll. <laughs> oh, Michelle. I'm, I'm looking out for you. Uh, you know, you I got, get it. I'm on got... East Coast time here, but my point yeah. is, is hold on a second there, Bobby. <laughs> I know there's at least minimally okay. one film you've seen that I've got sure. to know what your thoughts are. Not like, Fine. obviously not spoilers, but because I'm going to see of it this course. week. I'm very excited. Really and with okay. this said, before you get into this, so you're going to talk about a certain movie that you saw before everybody else. Right. And I don't know about everybody else here, but I'm cool with hearing your opinion on this because basically I've heard, I've heard nothing but good things about this movie. This is true. With that said, it sounds like, and I don't know if you've decided yet, if you might get to see also a, an early screening of another movie coming up, Aquaman. Oh. <laughs> Have you decided? Are you going to that or not? Uh, I did try to see if I can get the tickets for it. If I do get it, then I, I'll, I'll try and go. But um, my hesitation was because it's 3D IMAX, yeah. and I'd rather see it in just regular IMAX as opposed to the 3D aspect. But um, 
I figure I'll give it a try. It's a screening for next Thursday night at seven. So we'll we'll see. But um, but I was going to say, like, when it comes to that, if you were to see that early, I'd be like, I, I don't want to hear your opinion yet. <laughs> like, uh, for some reason, truth, I think because truth, truth. I'm still skeptical of that movie. I'm like, I want to go into that as blindly as I can with not many reactions in my head. But this movie, I'm I'm kind of comfortable with. So you know, let's let's hear it. Go for it. All right. Well, okay. I can't get into this movie without talking about my other movies. I'll make it really quick, though. Um, I did see Ballad of Buster Scruggs uh, on Netflix, and what I'll say about it is, for anyone that doesn't know, is these uh, six mini stories uh, as a movie, sort of like um, the Twilight Zone, the movie where right. they just little vignettes of other stories tied together and there's no connective tissue between them they're just all individual stories and it's uh well my biggest takeaway from that is that it's shot very 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 well like it's just beautiful to look at it just because of that scenery that background that they have of this old west and it just looks looks really really good the stories themselves um they're all pretty interesting and they varied from good to uh, I wouldn't say any of them were bad but overall the whole thing just kind of left me like feel like I needed to watch something that was very uplifting afterwards because (laughs) there's one particular story that's just it just seems hateful and cruel for no reason but to just be hateful and cruel and uh, I don't know if David's gotten to that yeah, one Yeah, I think but... I saw the one you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, wow, why? I mean, it's it's well done and everything, but it's just so depressing. But, I saw you write well, a response tweet to somebody else, I think, about that. And he, before I had watched it, and then I got to that one and finished it, and I was like, oh, this must have been the one. <laughs> <laughs> you know it when you see it, yeah. for sure, because... It leaves an impression, it's pretty but fucked up. I mean, it's definitely well done and, 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 and all those things, but yeah, it's, it's definitely not the uplifting Christmas movie of the year. If you're looking for something <laughs> like that. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, but I, I definitely would suggest it. I, I absolutely say it's worth watching, but you just have to be in the right, right mindset for it. I think, um, another movie I saw that was on YouTube actually is called bodied. And this is about this uh, guy who's in college and he's doing this, his thesis on battle rap. And so he kind of goes into the underground of um, the Oakland uh, rap battle scene and it becomes involved in it himself. And it sort of his his uh, his whole story of him becoming a battle rapper and, and everything. And it, it's pretty well done. Um and the battle raps themselves are really cool and it really gives an explanation of how battle rap is is done and how it's composed and the way it it, it goes at another person and how it comes back. And I, I thought that aspect of it was really well done. But within it, it's sort of telling this other story that I thought, I don't know if they did it on purpose, but it felt like they did the very thing that they were trying to talk bad about so it left me a little bit confused but um that's out there on on youtube and i would say uh it's still worth checking out another movie i saw that i really really loved and i won't say too much about it but 
Green Book with Viggo Mortensen and Mahershala Ali. Mm. And it's a story about Mahershala Ali as this uh, pianist that is going into the deep south and he needs a a, a sort of a bodyguard slash driver. And that's where Viggo Mortensen comes in. And he, he, Viggo, plays this Italian guy. uh, I believe his name was Tony Lip. And he does an Italian accent and mannerism so well, you would actually think he must have been Italian. I mean, he he is, he just nails it. And Mahershala Ali is very, very good in it. Such a good movie. Um, I absolutely say that's one you should definitely go check out while it's in theaters. Now, that brings me to the movie we've all been sort of alluding to. And uh, last week, I got a chance to go watch a special screening of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And for anyone who's sort of been tapped into the the wherewithal of everything, you've seen that it's got a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes and well, it did. all the reviews. Uh, what's that? I said it did. <laughs> oh, it, did it come down a little? Yeah, it came down to 99. That, that, okay. that one guy... <laughs> Yeah, one guy who's like, you know what? I don't understand why everybody likes this movie so much. It's just Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, well, okay. So There's always okay, one, so, always mean, one dude. God knows yeah, why. Well, if you take that guy out of it and then just <laughs> really look at other people who are legitimately giving their thoughts on it, uh, it's been very glowing. Uh, lots of people saying it's their favorite Spider-Man movie, bar none, you know, live action or no. And uh, some of them even going as far as to say it's their favorite superhero movie of the year, which includes Black Panther, Infinity War, Mm -hmm. Incredibles 2, if you want to say that. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I got a chance to see it. And I would say there's very few times in life when uh, something can be hyped up and you still believe the hype after you've seen it and this is one of those movies it's like the hype is real and it's something special and i think um if you go see it make sure you stay all the way to the very end there's something at the end for everyone and um it's just very heartfelt and heartwarming but the humor is there that you love from that character and other characters and it's just is just all comes together so well and the animation is just like a comic book come to life on, onto the screen with, with almost like you can see the texture of the page it's just it's so phenomenal and and i i can't wait to see it again so uh in a nutshell that's my thoughts on spider-man into the spider-verse it is absolutely as advertised and so 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 good that's kind of how I envisioned it when I see it. Like the trailer, it's just like it looks really like a top of legit, without sounding cliche, coming to life in front of you, which is just animation. But I mean, the special effects or the, the effects and the animation just look so brilliant and so beautiful. I am really excited to see this movie. Yeah, I, I think I, I well, I talked to a guy uh, the other day who isn't a big animation person. And he absolutely loved it. And he was like, you know, I went into it not that big on seeing an animated movie. And in fact, it'd probably be something I'd really rather watch at home. But he just absolutely could not, you know, stop talking about it. So 
if even people like that can go and, and get something out of it, that that really tells you something. So um, they've already said that there's going to be a sequel to this one and a spinoff featuring uh, female spider spider women type people. And so have that to look forward to. But um, they said this one took about three years to make. So I would imagine if that's the same timeline, then we won't see a sequel until about 2021. So. Definitely got some time on that one, but uh, yeah, everyone should go see this one when it comes out. And one last movie I did get a chance to see, which was yesterday, and there was an advanced screening of the movie Bumblebee that came out, and so I got a chance to watch that. I forgot you got to see that one. You watched that movie? You watched that movie? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I was under the impression that you were done with transforming movies. You no, know, I've, I've maintained that this one had something a little bit different going into it that I wanted to see it first. Uh, the fact that, uh, <laughs> well, Michael Bay is not at the director's helm. It's Travis Knight who did Kubo and the Two Strings and among some of the other Leica stuff. So that was a differentiator. And then when those trailers started coming out, it just looked like something more um, familiar to me from being a kid that grew up in the eighties and seeing that aspect. So, um, I will say flat out, this movie is better than all the Transformers sequels. Um, it's like right there. I like the first Transformers movie and I'd say it lives somewhere within that realm and maybe slightly above it in some ways. Um, there's still some things that carry over from that series that I'm not a big fan of, but for the most part, I think they did such a really good job of, um, condensing this down to something that matters where it's the character and and keeping it sort of to just a few transformers to make the action look better and and have more of stakes to it and just overall a a way better well done job than those other transformers movies and if they were to soft reboot this and make more in this vein, then I would definitely go watch some of those uh, sequels to this. But um, yeah, I I would say this is a fresh start if they are doing the series again. And and this is one people should check out if they've been burnt out on Transformers like I have. Yeah, that's a really good way to say it. I'm actually really excited to see Bumblebee and more and more trailers I see. I'm, I'm ready for it. Yep. So there you go. That's all I've watched. There it is. Yeah, the Twitter reactions I've been seeing for Bumblebee, which I think I started seeing most of that what the past couple of days have been pretty pretty raving as well. Like maybe not quite as high as the stuff I've been seeing for Into the Spider Verse, but way up there. Yeah. So that's cool. All right. Well, I guess that's good. We're gonna wrap things up. What, what's the look, Michelle? What is it? Oh. What? Am <laughs> what's I forgetting wrong? something? What was that? No, just. Just weird things on Twitter. Weird things. Well, Uh-oh. funny things. No. Like the whole like so Avengers four, and then instead of saying in game, what would be what would be the last text you sent? That would be the next thing. That's hilarious, by the way. People, you need to get on this. Last text. Okay, I've seen the this because obviously this was before the trailer dropped. I saw the the last song you listened to. Okay, I've seen the last like message you sent. Right. Some of them are pretty good. Not going to lie. Some of them are pretty awesome. Uh, look into that. Also, apparently, <laughs> apparently NASA mm. and Marvel are having some Twitter conversations. 
Like, how would NASA handle going to rescue Mr. Stark? Oh, okay. Apparently, this is a thing. Apparently, people are literally messaging NASA (laughs) asking to save Tony Stark. Okay. I'm going through it now. It's amazing. It's magical. Um, so yeah, get and on NASA that. NASA replied. NASA so totally replied. It literally yeah. says, "We would like to request everyone if you'd stop messaging us about rescuing Mister Stark from space." And then the other one that really is amazing is like NASA saying, "Okay, Marvel, look, we hear you. We're working on it. Help us out here. You help help us help you." It's it's really it's this okay. is a ma- it's a magical thing happening. People get on it. I'm just saying. And one last thing. To to ra- if you want to go down a rabbit hole for a few hours, this is this is where you do it, kids. I, I just saw that um, Venom has passed eight hundred and fifty million dollars globally. So what? there's that. Wow. <laughs> Who would have ever guessed? Right, well, on I that note. Never guessed that. No. I would have never guessed that. I would have never guessed that high. Like never, ever, no way. I was like, oh, it'll do well, but it won't do that great. What? $850 million? the fuck out of here. I think <laughs> I read, a, uh, I think I read a, a something, and I don't know where it's at now, but something that said that if Venom keeps up at this pace or, you know, even still just a little bit more, it will have passed the, the global take of Spider-Man Homecoming, which... I wouldn't have guessed a Venom movie without Spider-Man would pass up a Spider-Man movie. So that's uh, that's pretty, pretty crazy. Well, with that, uh, we're going to wrap things up. Um, As always, we'd love to hear back from everybody listening. You can email us at feedback at flickereffect.com. If you have any questions or comments, you can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at flicker underscore effect. Uh, you can also find our side spinoff show, Spoiler Effect, where uh, we sit down right after we see a movie to talk about the movie, spoilers and all. Um, as we mentioned, the last one Michelle and I just did was The Favorite, which by the time this is posted will also be posted. So check that out. And uh, yeah, we'll probably be recording another one here pretty soon, Thursday night for Into the Spider-Verse. Oh. Yay. Uh, so that's coming. And then a week after that, got the Aquaman tickets too. So and I need to get, I need to get Bumblebee tickets. That needs to happen. Bumblebee. Yeah. Mary Poppins. Mary, Mary Poppins. Yeah. There's a lot of things that you might, you still need to watch Mary Poppins. Hold By the up. way, I'll say this. So yeah, I mean, if for some reason that movie's out by the time we record again, but what, that's two weeks from now, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been torn about that, by the way. Like, yeah, I'm, me too. I'm kind of leaning towards seeing Mary Poppins Returns without seeing the first movie. <gasps> just, mm, just to have that. I'm per- going the other way. Just to have that perspective of I'm kind of curious to watch it without the other movie in mind. My because- right eye just went from not even twitching to just full closure. <laughs> it just literally went like I can't even twitch at this thought. It just went uh, to full closure. Well, no, hear me out. I'm, I'm saying oh this. God, I think it my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying this. I can't even get it out. Oh now. <laughs> I like, can't breathe over here. Hold on. 
You're you're reacting like I'm saying I'm never going to see Mary Poppins. That's not what I'm saying. She's she's got the same reaction that Fred Sanford has when someone says something. She's like clutching her heart, like she's getting ready to have a heart. I'm not saying I'm never going to see the movie. I'm coming. I'm coming home. I'm coming. Um, I'm saying I'm kind of curious to see it. Uh, as a movie completely standing on its own, having not seen the first movie, and then after I see it, I will watch Mary Poppins. Before we record the episode, Michelle. <laughs> She's over there, like, leaning back, fanning herself, by the way. <laughs> She's nowhere near her microphone anymore. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's like a sharp pain in my chest <laughs> Because I'm not going to see it before the second movie. No, seriously, my anxiety level is risen like thirty percent. Oh, oh man. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, uh, yeah. With that, with that, I'm David Lott. I'm Bobby Jackson. I'm Yasha Wilson. I'm Michelle Hillard. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even sign off. Thanks for listening. <laughs> oh, man. Seriously, there's like a pain in my chest. It's really tight right now. Oh, I like that this caught you completely off guard. Like, you, you didn't know that this was what David had planned. So. Look at my heart is like fracturing right now. Oh, man. Oh, that's good stuff. Whew. Man, that's <laughs> like how like, I'm out. You people are fucking crazy. <laughs> He's crazy. like not even responding. He's like, I can't even handle this bullshit. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Whew. All right. <laughs>